Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. Hello, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we talk shop with guests from TV, film, and Broadway, exploring their careers, breaking down industry myths, and what it means to be an actor today. I'm your host, Juan Ayala, and today we are joined by an actress with a career of over 25 years that you've seen in Bosch, Days of Our Lives, CSI New York, and heard in hit video game franchises like Uncharted, Quantum Break, Transformers, and one of the biggest franchises of all time as Real Morales in Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Spider-Man 2. Please welcome Jacqueline Pinola. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Hi, Juan. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm Happy great. New so, Year, by the way. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, so before <laughs> we dive into you know the world of Spider-Man, of course, I would love to talk about all that, um, but always like to sort of start at the beginning. So um, how old were you when you decided that you wanted to become uh, a performer, become an actor, and sort of decide to pursue that route as a career? I was 12 years old. Um, yes, I was in elementary school in plays. And for some reason, once we did our first two plays, it was just like, this is what I love to do. It was like, I thought it was a hobby. You know, I didn't know like you pursue that as a career. So at that age, I just wanted to do everything that entailed singing and dancing and performing and playing pretend. Because I used to play pretend at home, right? So now I got to do it with more people. And I didn't have to pretend like I had imaginary friends. There's like actors on stage. And so that sort of opened up my world to that. Um, obviously, my family was not entertainment industry at all. My parents, you know, are, um, you know, middle class Latinos, you know, just having their their jobs to provide for myself and my sisters. So it was all very new. Um, I don't think I even got an agent till I was maybe, I don't know, maybe 15 you know, mm. I found out, you know, you start to ask around and have friends who have agents. And that's just sort of how it happened back then. Mm. And you grew up uh, in L.A., is that correct? I did, yes. So I was in L.A. I was born in New York, born in Queens. My parents lived there, I think, like a decade before I was born. And mm. I think by the time I was two, three, three years old, they were like, this is just not good to raise a child because of the winters. Is that so funny? Because of the winters, I'm like, what do you mean? And they would be like, it was so cold. We couldn't imagine like having to take you to school, like in the snow, forget it. <laughs> I was like, oh, so they decided to move. And LA, obviously, um, the weather is is very appealing to everyone. So it was either LA or Miami because my mom had a lot of her family in both states. And so we ended up here. Mm. And growing up, were there any actors whose careers you saw and you were like, that's what I want to do. That's that's the, that's the type of work that I want to do. You know, when, when I was a kid and, and my first instincts were more like singing and, and music and dancing. So I was more into like Madonna and, mm -hmm. you know, any like the Whitney Houston's, the voice. And just I just wanted to be able to and I loved to sing and I was always in chorus and I was always having my parents you know pay for extracurricular activities or classes that entailed I learned to play the violin um so that was more where I was headed I thought um I don't think it was until later in junior high school and high school where the programs at the schools where I went to and I went to public schools they just had really good teachers in the drama program Mm -hmm. and you would enter these festivals. 
So to anyone out there that, you know, is still involved in school and plays and we would enter these festivals and we'd get to travel with the school and that started to draw me in. And I realized, oh, okay, I do want to be more of an actor. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't focus on anyone who I wanted to be like or who inspired me. I was inspired by my teachers and the other students in my classes who also did amazing work, you know? And if all the girls were doing a Juliet monologue, there were always like a few that were just spectacular. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I wanna get to be that good. So those were my baby steps mm -hmm. until I, you know, got to college and stuff, so. And in terms of like genre, you've done a lot of television work, lots of voiceover as well for animation, for video games. Is there anything that you haven't mm -hmm. had the chance to tackle that you really wanna sort of sink your teeth into? You know, I, I haven't done a lot of sci-fi. And maybe just because my my representation at the time or in, in when I was younger didn't see me in that kind of role. But now that there's so many incredible sci-fi shows out there and my husband, truth be told, he loves them. So he like brings me in and I watch them and then we get just really hooked. So I feel like there's just really great shows out there. I mean, it would be so fun to even do, you know, some of the like Battlestar Galactica or the, mm -hmm. the, the Star Treks of the world. Oh my gosh, those kind of things would be, you know, a movie like Planet of the Apes or something like that, I think would be really exciting. I've never had a chance to do that. And in hindsight, is there anything that you know now about whether it's about acting or the industry or sort of pursuing the career that you wish you'd learned early on? Any like advice you could give your younger self? Gosh, yes. You know, I was very um, as I was younger and I, and I think it would have also made me a better actor had I trusted my instinct and my gut. A lot of times, you know, I thought, oh, no, I have to listen to someone else or be or do like someone else does that is more successful than me, right? And in doing that, I was robbing myself of giving me to audiences, to casting directors, to a performance or an audition. Um, so I think I would tell them, just be yourself and trust that what you're giving out in what you're doing is enough. Um, I wish I'd known that earlier because when we, we trust ourselves, and we are, you know, there's only one of each of us. And if we try to be like someone else or do what someone else is doing, now the world doesn't get to have that piece of us because we're the only ones that can give it to them, right? So I wish I'd known that earlier. Yeah, I feel like there that's very common, especially now with young actors in, in, in social media, they're just constantly comparing themselves to other people. And, and that, that can be really detrimental. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky that, you know, I'm 30 and I sort of, social media was just starting as I was like in college. So it didn't really have okay. that much of an impact on me, like Instagram and whatnot. That's back when we would post pictures of our food <laughs> and that was it, you know, <laughs> back when that's what Instagram was yeah. for. Now yeah. it's like right. creating videos and content and all of that. It's like, it's exhausting. I cannot imagine being like an 18 year old actor right now. Like with, with the influence that social lot. media has. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine that. It's, really really tough and I feel like young actors hear it constantly but they don't always sort of take that to heart of like stop comparing yourself to other people be you casting doesn't right. know what they want they want you show them something new not what you think they want yeah be your authentic self mm -hmm. you know I had I did have very good teachers and coaches and mentors uh growing up and even in my adulthood I, I still you know coach for certain auditions and, and go back to my teachers and do refresher courses like weekend work 
workshops where you really dive into one character or one scene for an mm. entire, you know, three or four days. Um, I love that. I think we all need to sharpen up our skills and kind of stay in the gym per se. Yeah. Um, if we're not working constantly, then that's our gym, right? Going to a class or doing workshops. And a teacher of mine always said, go show them your portfolio. And your portfolio is basically every time you walk into an audition, if you give them your authentic self, you're saying, this is what I can offer you in this role. And then you're also malleable, you know, if they redirect you, if they want to see it a different way, you find that within you, but at least they know, wow, I can really work with her or him because of what they're offering. Um, but if, if you're not your authentic self, then you're reaching, you, you don't, you don't know what you get lost in it, you know, and then that self-consciousness comes in. And of course we all judge ourselves and compare ourselves and yeah, we shouldn't make any room for that. That's what I would tell also younger actors, like, don't waste your time with that. Just be you. And looking back, is there a specific role that, or an experience that you walked away from having learned something new that you discovered about acting or maybe about your own ability that was sort of like an eye-opening moment for you? You know, when I was in my late 20s, I did um, a, a series in Australia called Ponderosa. And it was supposed to be the prequel to Bonanza. But of course, you know, we've shot it all these years later. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, we had scenes where we had to go horseback riding. And I hadn't ridden a horse before. And they said, you know, on your days off, I was there for about three months in Australia, outside of Melbourne, like about an hour and a half in Dalesford. Um, beautiful little town. People out there were amazing. And mm -hmm. um, part of that whole experience taught me that the more we travel, the more skills we learn. Now I was learning them there on the job, but what it opened up my eyes to was like, oh, when I'm not working, I should be traveling the world. I should be learning horseback riding. I should be learning just, just random skills that are fun because I learned to horseback ride. And since then I had an appreciation, not just for riding a horse, but horses in general, you know, and getting educated on so many things I probably would not have looked into back then. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was very hesitant to, you know, be so far away from home and fly out to Australia by myself. And you know what? I made amazing friends. I have friends that I made back then that were still friends. And Australia is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. I would live there in a heartbeat if I could. And that enhances us as actors. We bring more to the table when we are doing more outside of just acting. I feel like, especially um, since, you know, the pandemic and whatnot, I feel like quite a few of our guests have talked about that. The sort of like the best way to improve as actors is to just expand what you do and what you've seen and whatnot. Cause then you have more to pull from for each role rather than eat, sleep and breathe acting. It's like, okay, well you can play an actor. You can do a show like Barry, <laughs> which is about actors. But, you know, you can do that. Cause all you're doing is in class and auditioning and all of that. But like you said, sort of like pulling in from those experiences, learning new skills is so important. I feel like, um, that's another thing young actors, you know, should definitely sort of focus on is like, and don't do it with the intention of like, I could use this for a role. It's like, just do it to grow No, <laughs> as a person. Just as a life experience, you know, I, um, you know, my life has taken me in so many different directions that I would not have expected because I made choices that were risky because I mm -hmm. said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just go away for three months and travel to China and learn Mandarin. It was so random, so random. And my mom was like, are you insane? What are you doing? I'm like, why not? Mm. And it was one of the best things that I could have ever done. Mm. And so you miss 
three months of auditions in the summer, one year and blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, I, I, I don't subscribe to the mentality of like, oh my God, what if I miss my big chance? I'm like, no, my big chance is everywhere I go. So who cares? You know, I just yeah. go. <laughs> and I love traveling. I think it's been one of the greatest things to do in life is to meet other people, try other foods, other cultures, learn other languages and see what the rest of this planet is like. Um, I think there's nothing better than that for me. Uh, this is a part of the show we call it changes per guest. So it's called Dear Jacqueline, sort of like a Dear Abby column. Um, but <laughs> so okay. just sort of a fan and user submitted question. So uh, what advice do you have for actors who want to delve more into voice acting? I definitely think today, because it is so competitive, you have to find what is authentically unique with your voice, what characters you find that you can bring to life that are not just unique, but really truthful or have either a certain message or a sound. Mm -hmm. And then I, I would say if you're starting from scratch, you have to enroll in some really great classes where you actually feel the growth, where you feel like you're building upon characters and that your voice is stretching to offer different types of sounds. Um, because then you have something to offer if you search for an agent or you're looking to do voiceover jobs. Um, I don't think saying, I just wanna be a voiceover actor and I can do that. I don't know if that's enough anymore. You know, yeah. 20 years ago, maybe, but yeah. Um, but I definitely think taking classes and, and workshops with, with really reputable people, because obviously as actors, we don't want to be taken. There's a lot of people out there calling themselves teachers and doing and saying things that aren't really going to get you anywhere. So um, I would definitely look for recommendations from friends or other people who have had success or who have a really good resume and can say, hey, I've taught these students and look what they've been doing or look where they're working, you know. And, and there's plenty of that. So I would say you could start there. To sort of touch on something you said sort of about like, you know, the people who call themselves coaches or gurus or whatever, uh, there's so much of that out <laughs> there and it's really disheartening to see so many young actors fall yeah. for that and spend money that ends up leading or giving them no real sort of substantial uh, lessons or anything like that. So if there are any mm -hmm. like sort of misconceptions out there that you've sort of uncovered about acting or the industry itself, um, maybe something like a, something that you went into the industry thinking it worked this way. And then as time went on, you realize like, oh, it's not that way at all. There's, there's certain things that I feel like in, in my time, again, wasn't social media when I first started and I was in college and stuff. But when I was it, during that time for me, it was like, oh yeah, you need to like party you need to go out to all the parties and meet people you know mm. get get to meet them that's how you'll get discovered um i don't really believe that and i don't know how much of that exists today where people think you have to like be going to the social scene to get discovered or that you have to do something so outrageous that you'll be discovered on youtube or you know <laughs> all that stuff is, is such a, a waste of time if you're truly an artist who wants to to explore the art for what it is and dedicate yourself to acting because you love it. Um, so I think it's more about um, realizing you don't seek fame and you don't seek fortune. Um, mm -hmm. If you're gonna be an actor, you gotta be willing to 
to struggle and to go with the ups and downs and to have other jobs until you have a steady mm -hmm. enough income that you can say, I'm just making my income on acting. Um, I learned that slowly, but I, even after college, you know, after college, I, I had a really great job. I was offered coming out of school with Sony pictures. Um, I was an assistant photo editor full time. Um, I got to work on all the, um, the movie posters. So all the photography mm -hmm. that was supplied for all the movies that Sony pictures, Columbia TriStar at the time was doing. I worked in that department and I went through all the photos. I went to all the premieres. Um, I used to go to the premiere parties because that was my job. But I used to look at it and be like, I want to be on that side of the party, not this side. Mm -hmm. That was just my personal thing at the time. Um, but what I did was I, just because of my personality, I wasn't super like outgoing and like, Ooh, let me um, flirt with the producers and see if I get discovered. And I was not that type. So I quit my job and I said, I'm going to pursue acting by getting new agents that will get me out more by going to classes. And I worked in retail at Banana Republic. I was a host of the Houston's restaurant. I went and my parents were like mortified. They're like, you just got a college degree. You just left a full-time job with a salary and benefits. What's the matter with you? And I said, I know, but it just wasn't my calling. Mm -hmm. And it was a great job, but it just wasn't my passion. I couldn't, uh, I wasn't going to be happy doing it. And although they saw me then struggle monetarily because then you are just going from gig to gig or job to job. Yeah. Um, that made me happy. I was free and I could yeah. do whatever I want when I wanted. And I just had to budget myself, you know? So those are the lessons that I think I learned slowly that when I was younger, I didn't think, Oh, I'm going to struggle until I make it. I thought, Oh, I'm going to be an actor. Great. It seems really easy. And then, you know, right you start to, so expect the obstacles, expect the ups yeah. and downs so that you're not so shocked and surprised and brought down to your knees. No, it's just part of being an artist. And sort of speaking on those ups and downs, did you feel, was there a point in your career that you felt like, okay, I gave this a go. I did what I could and maybe it's time to, to quit or to stop. Or did you know, you just have to trudge on. This is what it's like. This is what you have to do. No, I had, I had quite a few Times, you know, and, and sometimes I think that's why I traveled. I think there was a part of me that I'm like, I have got to get out of LA um, and I have to leave the United States. That's why I think I did go to China. Um, at the time I, I needed to sh make a shift. I was not working as much. I was doing a lot of commercials. So I did make a living doing TV commercials. I was a, a, something that I was able to put myself through college doing commercials um, because I spoke Spanish. I did a lot of Spanish and English commercials where I'd get both spots, you know, and play both the English yeah. and the Spanish. So at that time, I, I just, that was what I was doing. And then it got to a point after college that I, I just wasn't seeing the return on film and television, which is where I wanted to be. So here I was making a great, you know, living and living okay with a commercial career. That's not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to generate more work on film and TV and I was having auditions and I wasn't booking. And I said, I need to just leave. I need, I need, I just need to take a breather. And I did, I left for, for what, almost three months, two and a half months to China. And I just unplugged. And I just said, I just need to, I wanted to learn Mandarin. I enrolled, I was, you know, trying to volunteer at an orphanage there uh, just cause I wanted to do something outside of myself, something so foreign to me. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, just saw everything differently. It 
everything was a different perspective. And I thought, you know, whether I work or not filming TV, I can bring so much value to other things in my life and in, in life that I don't just have to sit around waiting for that next job. Mm. Um, that really changed my life. And that's when I decided, hey, I need to sometimes just unplug and go in a different direction for a little bit and come back. I still love acting. I started to act again and I started working more. I think I just took the pressure off. I feel like when young actors sort of have that mentality already, they sort of know what to expect versus sort of projecting their own expectations. They have such a, a much smoother time. There's less of that like, oh my God, I'm going to just give up. They're just like, no, this is what it's supposed to be. And, or, or like you mm -hmm. said, just sort of unplugging when they have to. It's like there was a time where I was auditioning and working a full-time job at a gym, opening up the gym. So it was working like 5 a.m. to 2 and would have to come memorize three scenes in a, a song for a musical or some, audition. And oh my gosh. the burnout was horrible. And then also trying to do a podcast on top of all of that. And and the, the burnout was insane. And I had to tell my reps, like, I need a couple weeks off. Like, don't submit me. I'm going to take a week off of work. And I just need time to recharge because... And once, of course, once I came back, I was like, I felt like a whole new person. I was like, okay, I needed that time to relax. But then also the time management was, I feel like actors struggle with that a bit too. Cause you know, you want to be available during the day to audition. So you work all night, but right. then you wake up looking like crap because you worked all night. Uh, and it's like, is that really helping? You know, it's sort of learning how to adapt. It's, it's, there's, there's no guide. It's not easy. <laughs> No, there's no guide to, 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 it's not easy to navigate. You know, I'll, I'll tell you one little short story is that when I, um, I have a seven-year-old boy, when I got pregnant, um, because we weren't expecting to have a kid, we weren't planning on having kids. My husband and I were just like, oh, we have dogs and we love dogs. We're very dedicated to rescuing and volunteering and fostering dogs. And, mm -hmm. um, and then I got pregnant and I'm like, oh my gosh, there was that thought of my career is over. And then in my mind, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not working that much. So my career is not really over. Like there was this just, my mind was like spinning. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I started to show and I'm like, well, I can't go to auditions anymore. I need to just, I need to call and just cancel everything. And I did wrote an email, sent the phone calls, did the phone calls. I said, you know, I'm three and a half months pregnant and it's really starting to show. And so just don't submit me anymore. I'm going to take the rest of the time off. And the next day I get an email for an audition. My first reaction was like, oh, didn't they get my email? I said I was booking out. Like, of course me, like all hormonal, you know? Right. And I say to them, hey guys, I don't know if you got my email yesterday, but blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh no, yeah, they know you're pregnant. They still just want you to go in. I said, oh, to play a detective? Okay. So I went in. And I was like, you know, had a little talk with my belly and I was like, just suck it in just, just for like <laughs> two hours. And I gave this whole thing and I wore a suit and I'm there. And of course I feel, and probably wasn't, but I feel like, oh my gosh, everyone's so much thinner than me and they're going to know. And, and it's like, they already knew. And I was there and it was okay. And there was just all this. And finally, at some point in the audition, I was like, you know what? I'm having a baby. That's like the most amazing thing in the whole world. Like, what am I doing? I don't know what happened to me in the audition. I said, who cares? They're never going to book a pregnant woman. I let go. I did my thing and I left and I felt so relieved that I took the pressure off myself before I went into the room mm. and it took about two weeks and I did get a phone call 
And I remember walking in my driveway, getting my car. My agent's like, hey, you know that audition you went on, blah, 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 for Bosch? I was like, yeah. They're like, you booked it. I'm like, what? I was <laughs> floored. I had just booked a recurring role as a detective while I was pregnant. And the detective was not pregnant. Mm. They were going to work around it. And it was wow. just the biggest lesson I have learned is you just never know. So stop judging yourself. Stop being thinking that you know what they know, what they think, all that stuff out the door, out the window. Don't waste your time because yeah. that was the greatest gift. And I, um, I worked on four seasons of Bosch. Wow. That's, that's such a great <laughs> sort of, that's just such a great story. Like, you know, like just again, like, cause I feel like most actors went like, like you said, when we put that pressure on ourselves, like I have to book this, this is the role that's going to change my life. That's usually not the one that's you end up booking. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've been surprised when I book things, I'm like, Oh, I booked that. Okay. I didn't put any particular extra amount of effort into that audition, but I'm not going to judge the casting <laughs> director for it. So sure. I'll take it. You know, it's just like you said, learning the, the art of letting go is, is something that I feel like we have to learn on a constant basis and it's much easier said than done, but it's so important. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I know you do have a heart out. So, um, uh, sort of our last question is uh, in 10 words or less, okay. what advice would you give to a young actor? Study your craft forever, awesome. no matter what. Jacqueline, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chatting with us and for talking about the issues and sharing your stories. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me and good luck to everybody out there. Never give up. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juaniala. See you next time.